It is Thursday, June 27th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkes-Barre took care of business last night, hosting the Buffalo Bisons in the first of three games over a two-day stretch, which means that tonight, beginning at 5.05, the Rail Riders and Bisons go head-to-head in a doubleheader. Last night, Scranton Wilkes-Barre did it on the pitching side. They did it on the offensive side. The Rail Riders came away with a 10-1 victory, limiting the Bisons to just four total hits. Daniel Camarena was great. Seven innings, three hits, one run. He picked up his second win of the season, and he set his new AAA career high with nine punch-outs over those seven stellar innings. Scranton Wilkes-Barre, well, the offense started early. In fact, just a couple of pitches in, the leadoff man in the bottom of the first inning was Mike Ford. Here's the 2-1 toss to Ford. Mike Towers one to right field. If this is fair, it is gone. It may clear the railhouse. It's off the roof. A one to nothing Scranton Wilkes-Barre lead on a Mike Ford solo blast to lead off the bottom half of the first inning. We go to the second inning, and the Rail Riders lead one nothing. And Trey Ambergy, who we will hear from plenty throughout this podcast, doubled to begin the frame. Next man up after that, the red-hot Logan Morrison. Lefty on, lefty matchup with Fearbend, and the first pitch to Morrison is crushed. Absolutely obliterated towards center field, and this is gone. Two-run blast for Logan Morrison. Lands it on top of the wall in center. Just a shade towards right, and the Rail Riders extend now to a 3-0 lead. 3-0 for Scranton Wilkes-Barre on top at that juncture. And for Logan Morrison, he matched the franchise record with a home run in four straight games. But had that streak snapped on Tuesday in Rochester. So what does he do? He homers for the fifth time in six days. The top of the third inning was when Buffalo got its only run, trimming the deficit to 3-1. But the Rail Riders wanted no part of a comeback. And so with two on and two out in the bottom of the third inning... We told you you'd be hearing from Trey Ambergy again. Well, here he is. Pitch to Ambergy is a swing and a fly ball hit really well right center field. Fields is back at the wall. It's gone. 37 more. We're doing math in real time here tonight. A three-run home run for Trey Ambergy. Grant Wilkes-Barre has put up six runs in the first three innings off of Ryan Fearbend, and they lead it 6-1. That wouldn't be all for Trey Ambergy. In the bottom of the fifth inning, he came up again, this time as the leadoff man. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Ambergy swings and drills one high in the air and deep to left field. This ball's gone onto the walkway. Just shy of the billboards out in left. The first man he sees in almost two years leaves the ballpark. The Rail Riders up 8-1. That only started the offense in that sixth frame because after back-to-back outs, there were back-to-back singles from Eric Kratz and Gosuke Kato. And I know we already heard from Mike Ford earlier. Well, he came into the sixth inning with a couple of homers, a walk, and got a good piece of this offering from David Garner. Three balls and a strike. Coming up to Ford. The pitch, a swing, and a fly ball high in the air and deep to right field. Brito's back at the track. He's at the wall. He leaps at the wall, and it stays in play. Ford jogs to second. He gets there ahead of the throw. It's a two-run double on a ball that Ford thought had snuck its way out. That was the capper making it 10-1 Rail Riders on top of the Buffalo Bisons. A game that was played before 5,378 fans at PNC Field. Scram Wilsbury 
opened up its lead in the division to six games with that doubleheader still to go tonight. Buffalo is the team that trails them in the standings. So after tonight, the lead could be as small as four games or the lead could be as large as eight games as Scranton Wilkesbury expected to get one start from Raynell Espinal and another start in the doubleheader from big league rehabber Domingo Herman, whose numbers have been just outstanding with the New York Yankees this year. And the Rail Riders are hoping that those numbers can carry over into his start here tonight for scranton Wilkesbury. Before yesterday's game, our very own Joe Vasile had a chance to chat with one of the guys who's got a real shot at making the International League All-Star team. It's a AAA All-Star game coming up in a few weeks in El Paso, Texas. And Ryan McBroom, well, checks into tonight with a 319 average, 19 doubles, 16 homers, 35 driven in. And the slugging percentage sits right at 600 on the year. And that is just such an impressive clip. 600, you're doing something right if you're slugging 600 in a season. With all the success recently for McBroom, as if he wasn't already, he's a growing fan favorite at PNC Field. So much so that the public address announcer, when he announces McBroom in the batter's box, says Ryan Mick. And then the rest of the crowd chimes in with a loud chorus of boom. And that's where we start in our conversation with Ryan McBroom. Yeah, I've always been um, known as uh, McBoom, they like to call it. Um, And the fans here started doing it earlier in the year. And um, anything to get the fans going, man. Um, Anything to get them to be a part of the game and kind of get the team, you know, built around one one goal and and just bringing some energy to the yard. I think it's amazing. It was hilarious, too, in the meantime. But um, I'm all for it. I know you've talked about your experiences playing overseas during the winter down in Mexico. Is and the atmosphere there is is it kind of comparable to, to what you saw there? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, although they they go the Spanish route down there, obviously. Um, yeah, the fans are incredible in, the, in, in winter ball, especially in Mexico, the city I played in. It was unbelievable, and to see something like that go down here in, in Scranton has been you know truly awesome just to be a part of. To be honest with you. Here with Ryan McBroom. This year you've been hitting really well. You hit well last year, but it seems like almost taking the next step this year, especially in terms of power with home runs, doubles. What's been the key to you this year and kind of elevating your game and, and kind of sustaining that over the first half of the year? You know, I think it's honestly a product of the guys around me. You know, guys getting on base and, and being able to just come up to the dish with, with guys in scoring position and, you know, hunting that fastball. Um, and guys all around me that can hit the ball out of the yard. Uh, there's really no hole in the lineup. So pitchers have to attack you. And I've been, you know, blessed enough to be in with this organization and this group of guys to kind of just go out and play the game I always have and just relax and, and have fun, and you know, while I'm doing it. Is that more or less your approach to the plate? You're up there looking for a fastball somewhere to drive? Yeah, definitely. When I'm on the fastball and I'm hitting fastballs around the ballpark, that's usually when I'm at my best. So um, that's what I like to do day in and day out most of the time. You talk about some of the other guys that have been around this season and, and a lot of the veterans that have come through here. Has there been anyone who's come through that you've leaned on for advice or, or been able to pick up a lot from? Yeah, pretty much every single guy, to be honest with you. We've had guys with tons of big league time, you know, from uh, the Gio Gonzalez's and, you know, Logan Morrison, Brad Miller, Eric Kratz, just guys with a ton of big league time. And it's cool to see them come around and, and pretty much, you know, act like kids, like basically how, I, how we all are. Um, everyone's bringing the team together. There's no one that kind of stands on their own. Everyone's working together for one common goal, and it's huge to see those older guys come in and kind of just create that that team morale. You know, it's been really fun to be part of. 
you talk about Logan Morrison. Obviously, you guys both kind of play first base. Is, has there been anything specifically on that front that, that he's kind of worked with you with or, or been able to give you a tip here and there? Yeah, he's always, every single day, he's provided me with tips, um, whether it's offensively or defensively. And he's fun to watch, too, especially playing first. He's smooth. He, he makes the, the routine plays and the difficult plays. So it's it's just been, a, been an honor to be on the t- same team as him and, and just to learn from a lot of those guys. We're here with Ryan McBroom. And, Ryan, you're now in your third season with the New York Yankees organization after coming over in a trade a couple of years ago. And obviously we know about the adjustment process and things like that, but how has it been here knowing that up in the big leagues there is kind of that chance with a lot of injuries and knowing that maybe there's only you know one call away? When you're at this point, what are you kind of working on to, to try and get over that hump and, and get that call next time? Yeah, as soon as I came over to this organization, I seriously saw myself drastically get better in all facets of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I've tried not to look too much ahead, you know, not to not look too much into, you know, am I going to get called up and things like that? Although it is hard to, I kind of just focus on, you know, the task at hand and going in each day and, and performing at my best. So just keeping my body healthy and, and going out every single day and working on what I've what I've always done, to be honest with you, and that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. So, We've seen you kind of bounce back and forth first base outfield a little bit this year. It seems like a little more in the outfield as of late, some DH as well. Is it different for you having to go back and forth? Does the way that you prepare for a game change depending on you know where you're going to be playing on that given night? Yeah, preparation does change a little bit. Um, at first it was kind of difficult to because when I come in from the outfield – when I come in from first base, you know, I'm able to, to stand up because there's not too much. I'm not on my feet as much and moving around. So um, learning as I move, as I transition to the outfield, I kind of learn that, you know, take some time off, you know, give your give your body a rest. You know, when we're when we're hitting, you know, get a glass of water and, and relax and just keep your feet you know underneath you. So that was the biggest thing for me. I had to learn. But um, right now I feel pretty comfortable at both spots. So. Big thanks to Ryan for being our pregame guest yesterday, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. As you get through this podcast, hopefully you've still got some time left in your night. We're going to be on the airwaves for quite a while tonight. Pregame coverage begins at 4.35 for the first of two seven-inning ball games tonight at PNC Field. First pitch for game one of the doubleheader is 5.05, and you can catch all the action with Adam, Marco, and me on the Rail Riders Radio Network the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.